いやー Fun with the cough button. You've been in radio. I'm gonna just say. We, we used to do the cough button for like easy like 15 minutes. Hello. Hello. At, at 4 30 a.m., Bob. <laughs> <Yeah> . We used to do a lot of unorthodox things with the equipment at the station. We had, Keep going. We had one called Turn Up the Effin' Bass, where we would literally <laughs> turn the feed from my turntables all the way up and turn the bass all the way up, and just we'd have a completely distorted signal. and... And we'd go up and down, turn, and we'd scream, all、yeah. of us, as loud as we could, turn up the boop bass. Can you hit、yeah. some music? Oh, we're not plugged in. Oh. You're going to turn up the, the effing bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see if NPR has、bass. that kind of bass. You know, Bob, our, our listeners, they literally will call up and be like, turn up the bass, turn up the bass. They loved it. And it's like at 4, 4 a.m. There's, there's still an appeal for Turn Up the Effing Bass. Yes, indeed. Even on NPR. Welcome to the family, Stretch and Bobbito. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank、oh. you. Wow. That, that's, that's just registering. Amazing. Right. You. You're a part of, of this wonderful family with a history of love for radio. And who better to, to, to bring us into the fold? Who's the oldest person on、here? air? <laughs> Than our man Bob. The two, BLB. The, the my, two Bobs. I'm with my, my two Bobs. Stretch and Bob and Bob. <laughs> Bobbing for apples.、Um, so, one of the things that I so madly love about the show that you used to do that maybe people there know, maybe people don't know, it's the fact that there's music playing. <laughs> you, never, you never told me to cut it. No, I know. That's fine. I just say、me. play, I no, play. That was me. Cut, I cut. <laughs> okay, this is good.、Um, cut. So, Is the fact that what happened on your show always seemed like magic? Like it felt like people who came to your show had to, wanted to, because it was going to be, even though it was three in the morning, it was just going to be something they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. And how did you do that? Was that a total accident? Well, let's lay, lay down a little bit of foundation yeah, first. Stretch and I were、uh, on WKCR FM. In New York City, Columbia University's campus. The original, in- the, the original FM station in the world. That's right. Is that true? Yes.、Yeah. Major, what, major what Armstrong, no relation to Stretch.、Yeah. What year? <laughs> Invented yeah. frequency yeah. modulation. Oh I, see, oh, I see what you mean.、Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On the campus of, of Columbia. I did not know that. Yeah. Hang out with us, Bob. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in any event,、uh, we started in 1990 and.、Um, We did the show for eight years there. The crazy thing is that we, we were friends with all these really talented people who just happened to, you know, kind of step out of the unsigned chamber that, of our show and, and wound up becoming really, really, really well known. Beyond hip hop, beyond rap industry, it's just like music business, period. Right? That's right, yeah. He, he, he's yeah, talking I mean, to you. No, it's, it's true. I mean, I think. I think of the voices right. This is Stretch. Yes. Hi, everyone.、Um, and everyone. I'm Bob. Everyone, yeah, everyone. I'm pop. Everyone that knows the show knows, you know, who the artists were, what they became. But I think one of the one of the beautiful things about our show is how we laid a foundation for,、um, I wouldn't say for an industry, but almost like a a subset of an industry. Like we laid down this really organic foundation for people that would become producers, graphic designers, label、right. owners, of course, artists,、uh, store own, store owners, website but, operators, well, but, also distri- jur- journalists, distributors, and booking agents、right. as well. I but, mean, we did lay down the, the the platform for an industry. But that's what you did. But when you went and you said we want to do a radio show, 
I don't think that you said let's lay down the foundation. No, 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 right? no, no, no. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm. No, the show, what, what, the what, show so was <laughs> was birthed out of a out of a friendship and a shared yeah, yeah, yeah. love of music. It was very simple. I mean, and and Bob and I hadn't known each other for that long when we started. Doing so you were discovering show. each other. A so, lot of things so. happened in a very, to, to use your word, magical way. Very quickly, it was almost dreamlike. And yeah. and I guess the 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 question that I'm trying to get at is like, what made it that? Like lots of people do radio shows, but yeah, but there but, was something there, there well, was always creation going on. Sure. You weren't just spinning records. Like, one, we were in New York okay. City, which you know at one point unequivocally the epicenter for hip hop culture. So all the people that Stretch alluded to, in terms of the up and coming producer, the up and coming MC, they found a home with us, which was an open door policy for anyone who was talented and who you know, we thought were cool to have on our show that wasn't related to, I just got signed and I'm doing my my promo go. tour. Right, right. It was like, yo, I just wrote a verse or I just produced a beat and I want to test it out with the audience that really cares about hip hop. Or, Our, or I just love doing this yeah. and I want people to hear me. I mean, Cause you speaking, were, speaking to New York, I mean, yeah, we, we had the talent, but we also had the audience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and if you look at 1990, that's like the end of an era in New York City hip hop radio that was, you know, for us, that, you know, the golden age, you know, 86, 87, 88. By 90, I think those shows that we so closely affiliate with that era, talking Chuck Chill Out, Marley Marr, Red Alert, Mr. Magic, by 90, um, everything everything starts off peaks and then and kind of ebbs. And I think that's what happened with those shows. That's, that's, not, that's not to take anything away from them. I think, you know. Your show did it too. Exactly, but but in '90 when we got on the radio, we kind of scooped up all these artists that that perhaps did not have that access to those shows because those shows had sort of established their families and they you know but there were certain artists that would get played and certain artists that would, that would get invited up to those shows and and outside of that it was really hard to get in and the in for those artists was our show and, and, they, and we had a true meritocracy essentially like if you were the most talented person that we knew. You were invited. Didn't matter if you were a woman. Didn't matter if you were a man. Didn't matter if you were Boricua. If you were a white kid from Queens or Long Island. It didn't matter if you were Danish, Japanese. We had artists from London Posse, the first uh, appearance, the first UK appearance of a hip hop artist in New York on in, on radio. Well, actually, the US period was on our show, and so we we were. I mean, Los Angeles, Oakland, all these breeding grounds for amazing artistry and music production lyrics. They knew that they can send their demo, they could send their independently released 12-inch out of the back of their trunk. And if it deserved play, it really would get played. So uh, let's, let's put people in that space. Paint a picture of the room, and let's play something that happened in that room. It wasn't as nice as this room we're in now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was... It was a, yeah. it Not was, even close. It was, a, it was a kind of... Yellowy would be my my I mean, just the feel of it. The feel. It, was it was dusty. WKCR was underfunded, neglected. <laughs> it was in Ferris Booth Hall, which was a, a hideous building that was built in the '60s. Doesn't even exist and, anymore. And the, the board, the board we were using was from the '60s. It literally, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It had dust balls that would pop out of it every <laughs> once in a while. And at at times, uh, maybe the left channel or the right channel would 
go off and but, but if you hit it wouldn't it exactly See, well you saw the, you saw that. our documentary oh. I, I mentioned that in the film oh did, i actually don't remember that moment but I, it was, that's the way old it was work it, it was, was, was my, it was my standout performance it was my one laugh um but Bob, wait just just yeah. a quick insert uh the name of our documentary for those who want to explore more of our history in radio in the 90s is titled stretching bobito radio that changed lives it's available on showtime and netflix it's really cool and fun thank you so yeah so the, the studio was was a mess and i think you know people on the outside we've heard people say like oh they, they envisioned this like really incredible place that we were in something something that looks like this palatial, and, like palatial. This. palatial. And it really was like cinder block walls with yeah. with really old old equipment yeah. i mean that, that the the couches had like uh cushion oh, duct tape popping out you and, know yeah it just the whole place was just a mess remind me to show you the video I did when I first came to NPR in 88. I did a, a documentary uh, called The Chairs of NPR. <laughs> <laughs> Three-legged chairs, chairs yeah. with foam coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You know right. So, did you do college radio yourself before? I didn't. This is my first radio. Really? Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't I do college radio either. I uh, went to Wesleyan University and listened, tuned in to WSU. And but when you left college, you did radio. I graduated, yeah, I graduated and then Stretch gave me an opportunity to join him on Columbia Station. So these people would call you, they're downstairs, they gotta get led into the building, this ugly building, they all come up, it's one in the morning, they come up and you, Stretch, are... I'm playing records. You're playing records. Right. And people are getting behind microphones and just doing verses. Well, first they walk in and they see me and they, okay. see, a, and they see a white guy and they're like, huh? <laughs> right, they didn't, a lot of people, oh, I see, they didn't so know You just went to stretch and you had no idea. And you, you weren't a voice really very much at the beginning. Um, I pre Pretty quickly mainly, I was, but, but, but I think the, the power of imagination is so strong that people just assume that, you know, from the music we were playing and the banter and the, the camaraderie that I just was like them. And and people used to think that I was like really really tall, really weighed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. What? what? Did, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard and that. and well, back in the '90s, I worked at Def Jam, and then I would go to clubs or events or parties, or I would play at a basketball game after after work, and then I would go up to the station for one eight five. So I'd be supremely tired, and also. You know, smoking wasn't banned in clubs back then. And I, I've never been a smoker, but I inhaled a lot of secondhand fumes. And so my my, my throat would be really raspy by 4 a.m. It'd be like... I want to hear something from that, from one of those nights. Just to pick a magic moment. Let's play it. Let's, let's hear an excerpt of Stretch and Bobito from the early 90s. The beat definitely is done by... The unstoppable Lord Finesse On the mic is the one they call KRS You know what's up, representing Listen, you could kill a man by taking him out his land And putting him in a land he really doesn't understand Then teach him to respect Greek mythology Like Pythagoras, Ptolemy, Socrates These people are thieves, they stole astronomy Mathematics, all tactics of biology Even the concept of democracy Stolen from King Akhenaten now Logically look, put down the book Use your brain If you don't know who you are You are clinically insane The Board of Education can't see that Then they deserve to get beaten and robbed by black Give me my frame of mind back Give me my culture yeah. But if you don't understand that Cause you a sucker 
Uh. Now my name is Blastmaster KRS. What? Chilling with my man Lord Finesse, we the best. Yeah. yeah. The lyrical skills, you gotta love it. What? Glowing, chilling with the SB1200. Yeah. You can catch me the 23rd of November. Yeah. Remember, KRS1 is not in September. I will be at the Palladium, kicking it like this. Yes, the name is Chris. Now shall I persist to pass it like this to uh, the Lord Oh shit now, word spreads around when I get down, I rip clowns, I make niggas wanna skip town. Lord Finesse got the rough raps, fuck that, when I do my thing I come off like a hubcap. I put shit out like a fireman, you never met a fly man that slot up in chicks like a diaphragm, can't murder me, better recognize, niggas heard of me. I say that shit that gets you open like surgery, I'm so deaf, I catch wreck with no sweat when I rock mics, don't make sense to try to go next. With the mic, I'm raw, you see, you can have a silver jacket with rhinestones that couldn't shine more than me. Don't be silly and try to kill me, sound like Millie Vanilli, I smoke your ass like a filly, rap with force, when I'm kicking my facts across, the shit I kick is hotter than Tabasco sauce, don't try to ruin me or talk about doing me, I got shit that'll spark your whole community. That was KRS-One of the legendary Boogie Down Productions, who went solo in the 90s, and Lord Finesse from the Digging in the Crates crew. And um, what's what's special about that performance is Lord Finesse had brought his SB1200 sampler up. So that that machine was plugged into the board. So that was a beat from one of the great hip-hop producers ever, Lord Finesse, in in my estimation, um, that no one had ever heard before. That's obviously Marvin Gaye. Um, but he took the, the sample is more like yeah. yeah, and he 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 constructed by that by taking really really small pieces from from throughout the vocal version and to create an instrumental loop, uh-huh. which didn't exist at the time. The, the instrumental did not exist. I think it just really encapsulates kind of the the joy and the, the sense of of uh, of fun that was happening in the room. I mean, that's I, I'm I, we were just laughing listening to that. It was <laughs> it was a, it's just fun. Well, yeah, and and the, oh, I'm sorry about that. no go. It's your show. <laughs> but you're my guest. <laughs> Uh-oh, how Love long is this going to go on for? <laughs> it doesn't last long, folks. Take it while you got it. So the other thing that's crazy about this is that, to my knowledge, Lord Finesse had never produced a record for KRS. And that's what will constantly happen on our show is that we would pair so these artists who you wouldn't expect to collaborate in production or on releases, but they were there live. And so what... That was the draw of our show is that, okay, we went from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. You couldn't conceive of missing the show if you were a diehard because it had you. You might miss a moment that's just etched in time that will never be replicated. Especially if your cassette ran out and you had to flip it over well, because people were taping your show like exactly. crazy. Exactly, yes. People were bootlegging our show yeah. worldwide and uh, sharing it. And if if one person missed it, they would call up all their... Their friends, like, hey, did you catch it last night? Can you give me a dub? And you so, holding? you holding? Yeah, you holding? Um, holding. <laughs> and you know that kind of demand with with limited supply really helped market our show. It raised the awareness because all eyes were focused on Thursday. It wasn't just like, oh, the show's accessible at any point at the click of a button. I have to wait all week to hear what Stretch is going to play and what artists are going to be up there. Just as this moment can't be duplicated. Stretch and I, you know, we would play songs. I would play demos. Stretch would play uh, dub plates just once. And our listeners would be calling up for months, like, please, please, please play that record again. I'm like, nah, sorry. <laughs> you didn't like playing things twice, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
But what's crazy about when you think about it now, anyone can write to you at any point in time. It spreads quickly, but in the cassette day and telephone day, pre well, pretty much pre-email mm -hmm. and certainly pre-internet, it's so different. So I'm wondering how you knew things spread and how would you get the vibe that your show's happening, you know, with without what we think of now is that that social media feedback. Like, was it just phone calls? Did you leave the phone open, so to speak, well, all the time yeah, on the show? Yeah, uh, well, Stress was DJing for four hours. I basically grabbed all the responsibilities from opening the door to answering her phones to uh, responding to letters, some letters we were reading on, on air, yeah. uh, particularly uh, those from the incarcerated community, which really helped. That was a promotional tool for us, which we didn't foresee, because all the inmates would write home and be like, you got to listen to these guys stretching Bob. Yeah. Like, you know, they're incredible. You know, they, they respect us. They, uh, they shout us out on the mic. Um, there were no metrics mm -hmm. at that point. We weren't on commercial radio, so we didn't have to know how many listeners we had to uh, solicit advertising. So we had estimates of like 150 to 250,000 listeners. We knew that wow. the signal... But we have no idea. We have it's no idea. It's a nice idea. number. Yeah, it's a nice number. Well, I mean, the signal... Two million. The signal could reach... <laughs> uh, I think we had four states, Delaware, That's right. Pennsylvania, That's right. Connecticut, New Jersey, five, Connecticut and New York, that potentially could tune in on wow. better nights. Over the air. With, with if the, the weather was right, right, right the yeah. wind was going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right. So I think that's 10 you million. Stuck your arm out the window, yeah. holding on to your radio. Yeah. 10 million potential uh, listeners weekly with the exponential unknown of the tapes that will be dis distributed in, in, uh, in bootlegged worldwide. But, yeah, but, but we, didn't, we didn't know. I mean, there yeah. was a... That's what I figured. There was a feeling in the air. I mean, just you know, we were we were in the mix. We were in clubs. We were yeah. we were we were both traveling. You know, Bob was uh you know after he was working at labels, he's doing his own label and managing artists. So he'd be he'd be on the road. I'd be traveling overseas a lot. You know, I'm going to Scandinavia and Asia, and and I mean, I'm getting recognized in Tokyo just wow. like walking down the street, well, which was crazy. crazy. <laughs> like, so right, there were no metrics, but we we knew yeah, that yeah. that this thing was was turning into something mm -hmm. um but it was almost irrelevant because we were just having so much fun doing it that i think we would have kept doing it even if we didn't know that people were into it it was that much fun and and we we both joked we were like yo our motivation was really to have a, an incredible tape every friday play me one song from the day maybe we'll play two songs because there are two of you and then i want to talk about why you're here which is like sure yeah your new show so at the top of the show I was rude. I talked over a piece of vocals. <laughs> you played a song you loved. Why don't you play that for me? <laughs> All right, this is Time's Up by OC. Keep the limbs in, some will be maimed The same suckers with the gab about Killer instincts will turn big 
bitch, you know what damn well they lack in this division. The kind of soa, cracking your head with a four by four. Realize, sucker, I'll be the coming like Noah. Always simmer you down, perpetrating facade and what you consider an image. To me, this is just a scrimmage. I feel I'm stoned, not cause of Papa wear my cap cock. The more emotion I put into it, the harder I rock. Those who pose lyrical, but really ain't true, I feel. And that was Asana's drama. That's OC Times Up, produced by Buck Wild. Your whole aura is plexiglass. And and that that that's the song that actually um, is in the opening credits for our film. Bob and I both agree that that was sort of the the Stretch and Bob anthem. I think. Why? It, How did it become? It's that? really that song's really a call to arms. It's really he sort of states in two verses sort of the ethos behind. You Everything know, that was good about hip hop in the '90s, pretty much, I would say. Sure, and 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 that record came out at a time when hip hop was becoming more mainstream. So there was a, a tension between those that were trying to do sort of authentic and credible hip hop, and and those that were trying to, you know, do records for radio and make piles money. Of, of money. <laughs> and um, when our show started in '90, you know, I think it was it was a simpler time. There was good hip hop, and there was hip hop that just didn't really cut it. By the mid-90s, our show had sort of evolved into this counterbalance to the mainstream that was happening. You know, I don't want to overstate that because we certainly still played records by, by artists that, that had gone platinum if they were doing great stuff. But I think that song kind of encapsulates that sentiment of doing it for the right reasons. Did you like it, Bob? Yeah, yeah. You did? Yeah. I actually did. Did you recognize a sample? No. It's you know it's it's a, it's really hard. It, 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 it's that's a that's a Les Demerle cover of a day in the life by the Beatles, but you wouldn't know it from what? listening to Wait, it. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, Les Demerle cover of a day in the life by the Beatles. Wow. It's a great the interpretation. Song. Okay. When uh, Buckwild was a producer who sampled is, it is a, is a and producer. looked it up. Oh, was the producer when that yeah. song came out? <laughs> and uh, a lot of us were baffled. A lot of our, our record collector friends were like, what was that sample? We were all trying to like figure it out. Um, and we eventually, the information came out. But um, OC, just a background on how phenomenal that record. It took him a year to write those two verses. And um, and then the, the music is just so powerful. It's, just, it's, it's, it's my favorite record of the 90s when it comes to hip hop hands down without even a, an argument or a discussion, just personally. So yeah. I'm glad that you liked it, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Bonefish Grill. Whether you're dining on peak-of-season wood-grilled fresh fish, the one and only Bang Bang Shrimp, or enjoying a handcrafted martini, you're sure to catch an experience unlike any other. From the moment you walk through the door to the moment you leave, every detail will be taken care of with their one-of-a-kind angler service. 
Come experience the difference and see what's fresh at Bonefish Grill tonight. Support for All Songs Considered and the following message also come from Southern New Hampshire University, whose mission is to make higher education accessible and affordable online for everyone. If you are considering college, whether for the first time or going back to complete your degree, you want to make financially savvy decisions and avoid financial aid mistakes. You can learn more about Southern New Hampshire University and the top three financial mistakes to avoid by texting SCORE to 554433. Message and data rates may apply. So these days, you're not doing a music show. You didn't come to NPR to do a music show, though... Music is still a, a well, big heart we came and soul to NPR today to do this music <laughs> show. <laughs> can we do this every week? <laughs> we can talk the about Stretch this. The Stretch and Bob and Bob show. <laughs> Stretching Bob and Bob. Can we find another stretch? We stretch and Stretch and Bob and Bob. <laughs> so tell me, first of all, how are you building the show? What's it, what are you calling it? What's good with Stretch and Bobito? And then it's everything, right? It's everything that, that Stretch and I are are interested in, right. which which runs a. Fo- uh, no, it's it's everything that Bob's interests and my and my interests overlap in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to do uh, an episode on sneakers. I might I might fall asleep. Or or on tennis. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> I see. It. But I'm going to say when you're about eight years down the road, you're each going to start doing that. And then, oh, no, that's too uh, sad. I know. When are we going to break up? That's too sad. We'll talk about the breakup. When is this so, show going to go down the toilet? How soon? Well, it hasn't even aired yet. <laughs> I've already got, I've predicted the future. Write it down. Building some tension here. No, we have, we have uh, a phenomenal staff. Uh, we have some amazing advocates in this building here at NPR that, that brought, the show to the forefront to to reality. We have to thank Abby O'Neill, our executive producer, Amen. who Indeed. actually helped book. Indeed. She, the, the way this all happened, Bob. Bob, you paying attention to me? I, I am. Just, I'm on front. I'm just, Bob, come on. I, this new music out. I was just gonna go and listen. To <laughs> Bob, yeah, yeah. come on. I'm with you. <laughs> He's doing a look in my eyes. Yeah. Hypnotized. Go. Um. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. Good. Oh, oh so, no, no, no! no, no. <laughs> so, so Abby O'Neill, yeah. she booked our film in 2015 for the DC premiere, Stretching Bobby, right. the radio that changed lives here at NPR Studio Downstairs, One. Yeah. Yes, and Stretch and I did a Q and A afterwards, and it got such great response from both staff as well as the the audience, and that's where the sort of light bulb went up, and she was like, you know, you, you, the two of you should be back on air doing something here and, and we were like yeah, cool. and, and two weeks later it all happened <laughs> just kidding it's been a long process <laughs> and it's been 19 years since you but, actually did a show but, together but it's been it's 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 wild i mean i'm uh, speaking for myself i'm a i'm a huge fan of npr you know once i once i hit um 40 that's pretty much all i all i listen to <laughs> ouch and, and, uh, i'm just gonna say from npr's <laughs> perspective hold on hold on here's that one that was a <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. It's trying to be funny. But um one of your early guests is Stevie Wonder. Yes. And can you say that again? One Did you did, did you, you hear about Stevie this? Wonder? <laughs> I, did, wait, I did thought, you hear about I thought that was a dream. And and it must have been. I mean, had you met him before? No, I had, no. I, yeah, I, I, I had Bob, Bob has cuz he's, you know, he's the, he gets the Stevie acolyte. But um I'm uh you know, but Stevie Wonder's song in the, in the key of life is one of my first albums I, I bought with my own money as a kid with my allowance wow. i mean it's it's mm. just it's huge 
And for me, I, the first album I ever selected out of my father's crates was Intervisions. Yes. So this is 1973. Talking book is... Uh... Talking book is mm. phenomenal. Talking book actually eclipsed Intervisions right. as I got as an adult Good. and really started diving into his his I like you more. catalog. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, uh, I along with DJ Spinner did a tribute party Stevie Wonder dating back to 1999. We did it for over a decade. It was uh, just int- just after our divorce. <laughs> uh, after we parted ways on a radio show. It's not it's not reason why I started doing a Stevie Wonder party, but you know we both. We're really appreciating Spinner and I the depth of his catalog because he had he had appeared on so many other people's records. He had written and composed, and uh, so many jazz records had covered his music, and so we wanted to to create a six hour homage to this not one of the greatest in my estimation the greatest artist of our time. He sings in eight octaves. If if you look at the six albums that he released from 1970 to, to 1976, it's unparalleled for any other artist. Uh, it, it's just there's just so many. I mean, he's going to go on for a long time about this, which is okay. Yeah, I'm right? sorry, I'm sorry, that? but no, but I mean, it's it's well, de- no, it's right. well deserved. Yeah, it's is. well deserved, Absolutely. and so uh, and and it reaches across little, big, yes, yes, all, universal, yeah. universal, universal, right? Yeah. So universal um, in any event, so we did the party for ten years, and and then Stevie started coming to the party, and then eventually he, he got wow. on the mic and started singing at the party. It was all like wow. just like Stretch said, it's just dream. too much of a dream. And then for for us to have an opportunity to speak with him for an hour and a half for our show, and, and this is not an established show like yours for ten years. I mean, you know what's good with Stretch and Bobito is like a debut podcast. What's so, good is is a fetus. It hasn't even been born yet. Yeah. For me, it was. I mean, like. You could talk about the greatness of Stevie Wonder all day. That's a, that's just a given. For me, what was really special about that interview was, in addition to speaking with Stevie, was appreciating Bob's love of Stevie and watching Bob's face interacting with Stevie. <laughs> it was incredible. No, really, it was. You were in the same room then. No, we weren't. Oh, we weren't? <laughs> we, yeah, we were. Stevie no, was no, on Stevie. Stevie. Watching yeah. your face. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watching your face. Interact with Stevie, but yeah. Yeah, it sounded like my face. I don't like think Stevie's face would have been like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking to Bob. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, my face didn't interact with Stevie. It's had, like, it's... We watching. Had, <laughs> we had three interpretations of that <laughs> conversation just then. So that, was I, did I That's drop it. the grammatical ball? What I was saying was watching your face while you were interacting with Stevie was phenomenal. <laughs> For me, as your friend, it, it was yeah. it just felt really good. Nah, thank you. I appreciate that. Jesus. And the thing that, that <laughs> <laughs> I love that all these years you make you guys laugh, you make each yeah. other laugh. So oh hard. yeah, that's what yeah. you should hang out with us when, when we're traveling on the road oh. doing gigs and stuff. Forget about yeah. it. Stretching Bob and Bob on the, the road. We get, from the moment we get to the terminal gate, it's just it's just like it's on. Actually, we're 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 all in the NPR family. We could do something could together. Do something. Yeah. Yep. Hang out with us, man. Light bulbs. Can can Stretch and I do one of your tiny desks? Yeah. What will we do? I don't know. I'll play bongos and you'll, and you'll sing? <laughs> what the hell are we going to do? But, but you could bring in guests. Stevie's welcome. Yeah. I, I'd like to collaborate with you, Tiny Desk. We'll bring in way. really small turntables. Oh, we're both DJ. We're both DJ. I, I, listen, I, I have done a little bit of spoken word. Stretch, you did play drums. I for... play. I play drums. I play. You're not bass. selling it, but let's. let's... <laughs> are you Are you aware that that tiny desk features world class artists? Do you know that that's what that is? I mean, no, they they feature up and coming artists as well. We do. You but they're Anders, you up and Anders, coming is a key. You, but the world Anderson Pack, right? right? When he was like sort of up and coming. Absolutely. Yes, but he's world class. He wasn't world class yet. Why? Because he hasn't sold. He hadn't sold records. Oh. Huh? Uh-huh. 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 With that attitude, no one would have been on <laughs> our show. show. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
One of the things that's beautiful about about um, <laughs> your radio show that carries on to this, and even yeah. if the show is not about music and it's about politics, about whatever the yeah. new show is about, is you feel like you've known these people for a long time, even if, and so they open up to you. But, and, that's our hope. That's yeah, our vision. Yeah. yeah. And granted, Stevie and you have a history. I want to play a clip that happens to give people a sense of the show. Please. Uh, maybe at some point when we get together again, I can play like play you some of the demos like with Love's in Need. Are you inviting me and Stretch and Spinner over to your crib to listen to demos? <laughs> uh, maybe, you know. Uh, like with um, with uh, this song, it was a version that was like, Oh, little lady, oh, little lady, I like to go there. Oh, little lady, oh, little lady. Oh, little lady, oh, what the hell? What the man? That would have never made it. That would have never. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, of course, Stevie's referring to Golden Lady, which right. did make the Intervisions album and is, is, a, is a gorgeous tune of, of all his catalog. But yeah, it was originally titled. Old little lady, not <laughs> not old little lady. No, old that's what lady. I. That's oh. how I heard it too. <laughs> huh? But it's it's old little lady. I think is what he's saying. But I heard it first as old little lady. Yeah, yeah. I did. O- ODB's mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want to hear a second of this, and then you've got something to play for me, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, hang on. That line, that bass line. Everybody's saying, oh, little lady. lady. <laughs> oh, little lady. I'd like to I'd like for you to listen to our podcast. <laughs> so, Bob, oh, in, yeah, yeah. In, in, in our podcast, What's Good with Stretch and Bobito, we have a... Which started uh, just two weeks ago, July 19th. Yeah, so yeah. A couple episodes up. So, um, we have an, uh, a segment called the impression session where we play a song for our guest and we don't tell them what it is. And so, you know, part of that, so that's the tie into me and Stretch's 90s era where we were gatekeepers and sort of tastemakers for hip hop. And in our impression session segment, we try to open up people's minds to artists and to songs that they may not necessarily know, both our audience as well as our guest. Um, so today I'm going to play a song, an interpretation of Golden Lady by Stevie Wonder but by a UK group called The Real People. It, it current? It's current, yeah. It just came out last year. So let's, let's enjoy this, Bob. I hope you like it. All right. Yeah. If I don't, you know, I, can t- I got the fader. <laughs> <laughs> this is off of vinyl. i 
my eyes Waiting for a surprise To see the heaven in your eyes is not so far Cause I'm not afraid to try and go in To know the love and the beauty never known before I'll leave it up to you to show me And go Capture that that head bob of yours <laughs> over the radio. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the beauty of radio is that yeah. you can't see the person, and 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 you know, like earlier, I was like, yeah, look, yeah, look at me, but, yeah, yeah, but you can you can't see that. But that that song, wow, I, f- I feel refreshed right now. I hope that you do too. Are you going to book them on Tiny Desk? I, I, <laughs> you know, I'm going to say it needs more edge for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not. Yes. Like, it's like easy listening music. It's okay. like what people wait. when they get into their fifties really enjoy. Wait, you know wait, wait. I mean? We're talking over vocal. Can we can we bring it down? Yeah. Oh, uh, right. yeah. We don't like talking over vocals. I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> but you know he's singing. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I know. No, I like that. Yeah. I I like the respect. For for not talking over vocals. I thought it was a little easy listening for me. Yeah. I, I liked his guitar, though. Was he playing the... And who is he? he, he well, the, it's a group the, called the, Real Real People. Whoever's playing that... that yeah. Uh, it's his actually... This, Real, Real Fred is his name. All their names are Real oh, something. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. hilarious. That's great. No, it's I, I, No, I like that. I hope they do it. It's great to see that Stevie Wonder's music, you know... That blows my mind. I love that. It's 40 years later, 45 years later, and people still covering... His music, I mean, it's, it says a lot for his his longevity. It's that, a, well, it's that universality, yeah. which not only just place and time of age and all sorts of people, but it transcends time. Mm-hmm. And that's what great music yeah. is, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. Impression session, mm-hmm. right? So, so you play something for someone, and they give it the impression. So, you played this for Mahershala Ali, and he is he is a Oscar winning actor of. Uh, from Moonlight and, uh, and a number of other really, really fantastic films. And uh, and this song is... This is Brand Nubian, Allah You Akbar. So you play this for someone, let's listen. 
wouldn't it be a shame if it all up and ended? That ain't the plan I had and shit like that ain't intended for a slick-headed wonder. Wear saggy pants, old school kicker, provide for other circumstances, got a backpack. And you say... What does it make you think of? What, how does that work? How does it it's, just, it's really, it's just open-ended. Whatever, Stream whatever. conscious. Exactly. Whatever, whatever comes to mind, whatever this reminds you of, whatever, however this song might inspire you. If, it, if you don't like it, you can even, we haven't had any, any of those yet. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, song yeah. sucks. <laughs> so this is what, this is what he said, right? Here we go. There was mm. so much influence of Islam being shared in hip hop, you know, Chuck D. Farrakhan's a prophet that I think you ought to listen to you know had, had him one right person. Yeah. so what effect did it have on you I, I just think hearing just brothers in some way uh, Nas just like saying certain things you know that mention uh, Allah or, or 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 any of the prophets in some way you felt like it was okay like you just felt like oh not only was it okay that it became your responsibility to be spiritually conscious in some way and so I think it, it became something that Hip hop is demonized so much, but people don't necessarily recognize that there's a real spiritual vein current that runs in hip hop and how much these young men and, and women have contributed to people finding their path with their spirituality. So is hip hop always found a way to remind you that God was present. All right, they're talking, they're singing, I'm not going to. <laughs> You're killing me, Bob. I know. I love it. You've been doing these impression sessions. I don't know how many shows you've put in the recorded already, but what do you see happening? Is it whatever's on their mind winds up coming out because you well, give them a chance? Yeah, we, we we've always done the impression sessions at, towards the end of our interview. So at that point, we've already created a a nice disposition for all of us to feel vulnerable and open. And so by the time we play them the song, it's, you know, if, especially for people who love music the way we do, you included, Bob, uh, the song can bring out a multiple amount of emotions or narratives out of the, our guests, and, and that's what's been happening. We, in, some, in some cases, we're using the impression session to divert the conversation prior to a, a new topic by virtue of, of the, song, the song title or the song emotion or the song... But it's just really whatever the song brings out of people. So if I do this, time impression session stretch and Bobito. What? That's Quincy Jones. <laughs> Some in the city. I used to work Wh with Quincy. Which is coincidentally. What? Oh. Yep. I mean that's the, that that actually that loop is in an impression session we just did. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> did you know that, Bob? I think Sammy might have helped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought it was just one of those things. It could have been magic. I could have wow. I could have pretended. It's radio. <laughs> so impression session, what does it make you think of? Well, it, it, it brings me to I, I worked for Quincy Jones for ten years. I, I was a uh, what uh, period. Uh, from 94 to 2004, I, was a, I had a monthly column in Vibe magazine, which was his publication. It was a pop culture, uh, um, and, you know, covering film, art, really at the, at the precipice of, of hip-hop culture becoming extremely pervasive in, in urban culture, pop culture, and beyond mainstream culture. And my column there was... Phenomenal because I got to interview Shaka Khan, Gil Scott Heron, Isaac Hayes, 
uh, Quincy himself got to sit in with me, and you know, it's it was a a, a great time for me as a as a columnist because I I mean I, you know when I was seven years old, Bob, I, I aspired to 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 be a writer, wow. and then you know however many 30 years later I'm, I'm actually like doing it on mother for a, a publication that had four million readers worldwide um so yeah I, i'm very fond of 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 quincy his music as as well as him He's, as an entrepreneur what in the and the the roads that he opened up for me as a writer and and for you well, for me i mean that that obviously you know for if you're in hip-hop you know that 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 was a sample for the far sides passing me by which is a i mean if you play that now that's that a song could not get a bigger response wow. um, in a nightclub. Um, Did you like passing it, me by by Farside? I, I don't know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. We'll play a few later. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah. So for me, that 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 just song. That song takes me back to a time before the internet when DJs and producers and you know I considered myself at the time I was dabbling in beat making, but I was certainly you know if if something had sampled a record, I wanted that original record as a as a collector and as a yeah. DJ. So it just takes me back to that time when I was, you know, driving up and down the East Coast, going into, you know, thrift shops and and Salvation Armies and record stores, and just trying to literally buy every record that I liked. Yeah. And um, and then do you, you know, still have them all? I got rid of a lot, but I I have uh, I have a lot of records. Yeah, a lot, um, Bob. He's got a lot. He's, he's <laughs> underestimate. I mean, he's understating how like many. We, records we're talking he had. like five, ten thousand. We no, talking how thousand? many records you have? Forty. 50, More than 000? that. Yeah. Oh, I'm underestimating. A lot of records. So it's so hearing that just (laughs) brings me back to the pain of of uh, of 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 building record shelves. Wait a minute, organizing records. You got rid of a lot. And can we just not listen to that ever again? No. Um, Yeah. So just that that was a beautiful time. This is before the internet when knowledge was shared by just talking to your homeboy, and you know everything was there was no internet. You couldn't look a record up. You couldn't look a sample up. And and a producer friend of yours might not even tell you what he sampled unless you know you had that kind of that sort of give and take camaraderie it was like a like a secret society almost um i, I miss that i miss that it was it was a, it was a really an incredible time when you know the ritual of learning about music was so was so meaningful and um and you really had to put in in time to nurture those relationships and you know whether it was with you and the record buyer at a store or at a record fair there's a you know you you get in there early by you go to the roosevelt hotel (laughs) record fair and you sneak in through the kitchen so you can get get into the room before anybody else um it's just i miss that grab a chocolate chip cookie i just i i I miss that that record culture which certainly exists today and much of it is online but it's it's not the same thing do you either of you have kids I have a child, and, three and, and a half years old. Oh, no, so he's not collecting yet. I'm he's just, he's no, playing he, him. He's he playing. Got his, he has he he has two seven inches now in his collection. <laughs> what I, I mean, not, what not, I, he didn't yeah. pick them up. Yeah, uh, I was in Bulgaria for the first time, um, just two weeks ago, and went to a record store, which is you know that's part of the ritual. You DJ out of the country, and then the promoter takes you to the record store. <laughs> <laughs> they still, they still, and there were all these yeah. records there that were Bulgarian covers of. American songs that weren't really necessarily licensed or any, you know, uh, publishing, <laughs> you know. I'm sure they're. So you gave your stuff, yeah. sure. So I you mean, gave is, your child is... illegal contraband for his <laughs> first piece. It's, it's not like it's not like Bulgaria is like in the middle of nowhere. It's it's uh, it's 
part of Europe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think they got the right. publishing down. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, these records were released when Bulgaria was under communist rule. I guess and what so, I'm getting at, actually, besides Bulgaria and, yeah, and going sorry. down that road, yeah. is, 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 yeah. is, is really what does it mean, <laughs> like now, when you can't have... We, you do different digging. You go through YouTube and it's not permanent and it, mm. everything feels like it could just all disappear if Spotify goes away. Mm. Yeah, Apple I mean, goes well, away the beautiful thing is that, I mean, the your ability to learn about music has yeah. just, just exploded exponentially. And for me, it's great because I'm, you know, every month I go through all the screenshots uh, that I take while listening to Radio Nova or mm. or YouTube or whatever and then... I try to I make lists of records and oh, songs wow. I want to get. Some of them are just files I might want to get. Some like are so good that I actually need to get the vinyl. And that would be really challenging without the internet. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same meaning. I just, just want, it doesn't. I guess I just wonder me. if someone who's twelve and growing up and that's all they know will it have the same meaning? And it's just a question. I don't, I don't yeah. know the answer. To I don't know that any of us can answer. All right. Well, you can, figure I, that out. You come yeah, back I, on the show. And I'll you ask my son yeah. in, in, in yeah. ten years. Yeah, right. yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks for doing this. Thank I, you, Bob. I look forward to listening to lots of your shows. Like, likewise. I, I likewise. really hope that you I do. Love you. I love your energy. I'm, Thank you. I, I hope it's contagious. I need more of it. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Cheers you. Cheers, all. Stretch and Bob Beto. Their new NPR podcast is called What's Good? I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Love you guys. Listen, listeners, we, we just shook hands since you, you can't see us. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I enjoyed the expressions on both Bob's faces. <laughs> was my face interacting with Bob's face? <laughs> yeah, no, but my but fist here. is about to interact with your face. <laughs> Cheers. Later. <laughs>